cornbread and fiddles when I talk and there is no shame in my game <laughs> for anyone wondering this is Kayla talking hi I'm and, Kayla and this is Casey the accentless southern person who <laughs> just is having an identity <laughs> crisis now you had like a full like existential crisis when you listened to the first episode I and did and you messaged me like Kayla where's my accent I'm like girl I don't know what to tell you this is it's just there <laughs> I think it's from years of working at the call center probably uh, and I would just go straight to my customer service voice. Mm. Mm. I had a bad customer service voice for a long time. <laughs> I used to have people be like, you know what you'd be really good at? And I'd be like, oh, no, what? They're like, phone sex operator. And I'd be like, <laughs> mm, how about no? You're Then deep down, you're like, well, what does it pay? <laughs> right. <laughs> More than what I make now? Okay. I might be about that. So, hi, Casey. Hi, How Kayla. are you? I am fantastic. Love to hear it. You want to talk about a case? Yeah, I want to talk about a case. Okay. So, we take turns with cases around here for anyone who hasn't picked up on that. And this week, it's my turn. Last week was my turn. I think. We alternate. It depends. <laughs> I'm not sure what the posting schedule is at this point. Anyway, this is Kayla week. You ready for this? I'm ready for this it. This is like a, it's a survival story. Oh. Slash serial killer story. Ooh. Which I am about, um, I am all about a survival story. In the true crime world, it's like a breath of fresh air. It really is. All right. So you ready to get into this? I'm ready. All right. So on June 24th, 2002, in Columbia, South Carolina, 15-year-old Kara Robinson was in the front yard of her friend's yard. Understood. <laughs> I just realized how I wrote that. She was in her friend's front yard. Uh, she was watering flowers in the early afternoon when a Trans Am pulled into the driveway. It's always a Trans Am. Trans Am. A man got out of the car. He was an average-looking white guy in his 30s. He varies average jeans button-up shirt baseball cap nothing special about him at all the man approached kara and he was basically said that he was selling magazines and he asked if her parents were home this is 2002 yes and people are still door-to-door magazine selling well he was hustling (laughs) on the grind um she said that this was not her house it was her friend's house to which he asked if her friend's parents were home, and she said no. Never say no. She was 15, 2002. I guess so. Small town. You know. The man said, that's fine. I'll just leave these with you. And he reached out his hand to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird pause. Before Kara knew it, the man had pulled out a gun and pressed it up to her neck. Oh, God. And she was forced into his car. The man had a large storage bin in the back seat, and he forced her into it. It's like one of those giant, like, plastic storage bins, like, you use for... She must not have been very big. She was, like, a, a 
pretty petite, like, 15-year-old girl. Okay. I was a chubby 15-year-old girl. I cannot relate. Me too. (laughs) He would need the XXL bin for me. (laughs) Um, Anyway, he forced her into it and put the lid on top. After driving around for a little bit, and once he was far away enough, he pulled over, he put a ball gag in her mouth, and he tied her hands and her ankles. And then secured the lid back on it. Before he put the lid back on, he told her... To scream as loud as he could, as she could, because he wanted to see if he could hear her through the box. Oh, my God. She did, and he decided that she sounded okay, like he couldn't hear Mm -hmm. her. He put the lid back on the box and drove some more. So, from the get-go, Kara, bad bitch energy. Really? Bad bitch. For a 15-year-old, awesome. So, she's kick-ass. She's trying to take in as much information as she could because she's like i'm getting away from this asshole and i need to be able to know as much information as possible to tell the police yeah so she instantly went into survival mode um she tried to keep track of how many turns he made and like which direction he was like if she felt like gravel any like she tried to keep track of anything like that um she even remembered the serial number that was inside the storage bin oh wow like she like made a mental note of everything even that he was a smoker and he listened to classic rock music. Oh. Like, she's like, I'm remembering everything. So she finally felt the car park, and the man carried the storage container for a little bit and then dragged it into his apartment. So he took the gag and the restraints off, and he told her not to scream and told her to keep in mind that he always had a gun on him. Mm. He told her that if she did, as she was told, he would not hurt her. And he she was held captive in his apartment while he repeatedly raped her for 18 hours. Oh, the poor baby. I know it. So, in between the assaults, Kara would always try to find details about this man. Uh-huh. And also gain his trust. So, he wanted her to eat at some point, And she said that she wasn't hungry, but she asked if she could do anything for him. Oh. So, he's like, yeah, I guess you can clean up or sweep the floor or something Mm -hmm. so she did she ended up sweeping the kitchen and while she was sweeping she took a mental note of all the magnets on his fridge Uh uh-huh because through this she was able to be like okay that's the doctor he goes to that's the dentist he goes to smart like so she was like like okay he goes there he goes there everything that was a rookie mistake for him to leave that stuff off i know i was like that's a genius move if i get kidnapped i'm looking at the fridge (laughs) <laughs> if I get kidnapped, I'm just going to cry. I might do both. We'll see which order it is. I'm not too sure, but I'll try to do both. <laughs> uh, Kara also realized that a woman lived in the apartment. When she was in the bathroom at one point, she saw a hairbrush with long red hair in the bristles. Mm. Um, and there was also like some feminine hygiene products. So she's like, okay, a woman lives here. He's not by himself. Uh, the man also made her watch the news with him so he could prove to her that no one was looking for her. Oh, that's... Keep in uh, mind, this was... He held her for 18 hours, mm-hmm. which is a long time. But not many things go into the news that quick. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? And a lot of police make you wait 24 hours mm-hmm. for the missing persons report. But she didn't really... I mean, she's a scared 15-year-old. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it made some kind of effect on her. Uh, but she said, like, later on, she's like, I realize now, like, it just wasn't there yet Mm -hmm. but at the time it was kind of sad yeah but he knew that um so eventually the man restrains her so he can go to sleep 
uh, her hands were cuffed, and she had a restraint on her right leg that was tied to the foot of the bed. And he made sure that Kara smoked pot and took a Valium. And she never took drugs before. Yeah. Um, her plan was that when she, when he went to sleep, she was going to try to escape, which I think he probably knew that. Mm-hmm. So he gave her the drugs, the pot and the Valium, and she zonked out. Yeah, that's, that's enough. To... And she was also like 100 pounds or something, oh. like 120 maybe. Like she was a tiny girl, so it did not take much for someone who never did drugs before. Mm-hmm. And she was out. But she did eventually wake up, and he was still asleep. So he was asleep in the bed next to her, and she decided this was her opportunity to go. So Kara was able to break free from the cuffs and the leg restraint. Oh, good on her. Uh, bad bitch. I, I feel it. Yeah. She went to the front door that was barricaded, and she said that the way the bedroom door was, it was facing so how he was laying if he looked up and woke up he would see her at the front door Mm -hmm. because of how the apartment layout was so she knew she had to book it and she needed to go because he could just look at her and shoot her and kill her yeah so she gets the barricade gone gets through the door and she just books it she manages to get out of the apartment she leaves runs she runs outside to a car that was uh, being driven by two men Mm -hmm. she still had a cuff on one of her hands by the way and she tells them she was just kidnapped she was just kidnapped and she pointed to the apartment complex Mm -hmm. she said remember that apartment complex because that's where he is you said she ran out to two men yeah it was like a car that happened to drive by that's baldy to get abducted by a man and Mm -hmm. then go up to two men and just assume yeah. that they're okay i think it was just that was literally the first car the, she saw the first car that came by and she was like i need to get the heck out of here mm-hmm. um so they asked her where she wants to go she said take me to the police so she goes to the police station she tells police that she was kidnapped and they call her mom which at that point they had kind of written her off as a runaway yeah so this was like a huge relief for the mom the investigator comes in. They do manage to get the handcuff off of her, which is kind of good that she had it on because she had some kind of proof mm-hmm. of what happened. He then tells her that the men that brought her to the police don't remember where the apartment complex was. She told them. You had one job. <laughs> so they managed to figure out which apartment complex it was. Was not any help from the men, I'm sure. (laughs) Men. I can't hate on them because they did save her. But remember where you've been. (laughs) Um, So Kara goes with the investigators to the apartment. While they were there, they see someone who just works for the apartment complex. Uh, She goes up to the man. She tells them the man's physical description, the car he drove. Uh, She also thought that maybe a woman with long red hair lived with them. Mm -hmm. Um anything like that and if he knew which apartment this man could be or if he knew who the man was and um basically he's like yeah i know i think i know who you're talking about oh so once they kind of get a confirmation on that the police start investigating and cars or sorry kara is taken to the hospital to get looked at and also to get you know like a rape kit done all those things um, at this time, the police bring her a photo lineup based on the information she was able to give them and also the apartment worker. And they even cross-reference the dentist and the doctor's office patients oh, wow. that she was able to give them. You would think as she was running out, she'd remember the apartment number. 
like i maybe understand that she was just booking it well but. i guess if she went in the apartment in a storage container and when oh, she went yeah. out she was just running that's fair so i she probably i'll give her a pass it was okay, the one we'll, thing she we'll, forgot we'll give her a pass <laughs> She immediately immediately points out her abductor, and it's thirty-eight-year-old Richard Mark Avonitz. Richard. Richard. So now they know who they're looking for, but he's nowhere to be found. Because he knows he done did wrong. Mm-hmm. With the help of Richard's sister, police were able to track down Richard in Sarasota, Florida, three days after. So police surrounded him, and he did not surrender. This was in South Carolina, right? Yes. Okay. South Carolina. He was like, I'm going to go over that border. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Yep, he went to Florida. Uh. So a police canine was released on him because he was resisting. Deserved it. And at some point during this attack, while he was getting bit by the canine, they don't really know when it happened. But he managed to get a gun, put it in his mouth, and he pulled the trigger. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So Kara finds out what hap- what's happened, and she's pissed. Because she wanted to face him during trial, and she wanted to tell him, I'm the 15-year-old that outsmarted you. Mm-hmm. You picked the wrong girl. And she even said that. She's like, I wanted that moment, and he took that from me. She's ballsy. I she's, love it. I love her. Uh, so she was thinking it was over. Yeah. It was not over. Oh, no. When police investigated Richard's apartment, they found newspaper clippings and handwritten notes. These articles and notes were about the murders of three girls in Virginia. Oh. Police talked to the Virginia task force about their unsolved cases, and through DNA, they were able to link the murders to Richard. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. So, although the chance of trial was taken away from the victims because of uh, Kara's escape, she was able to tell... Because she was able to tell the police what happened, he was able to get tied to three more murders. So who the heck was Richard? Who was Richard? Because I never heard of Richard, to be honest. So Richard came from a dysfunctional family, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are conflicting reports about whether or not his father was abusive. His father says he was not. Richard said he was. Nobody's going to admit to being abusive. No one can seem to agree on anything. Some say that his father was a terrible alcoholic that called his family morons and was abusive. Mm. Some say his dad tried to drown him at a family cookout because Richard splashed water on the burgers that he was grilling. What? It seems oddly specific for it not to happen. Right. But he denies it. He's still alive. He denies this happened. No one really knows except for the family, but the family was very dysfunctional. Even his parents had multiple affairs. The kids were very much aware of it. Even his dad would have Richard deliver love notes to the neighbor he was having an affair with. Oh, that's gross. You never use your kids for Mm -hmm. that. It was said that Richard was a smart kid, but by the time he was 13, he was smoking cigarettes, pot, and breaking into people's homes. I mean, he comes from this horrible, dysfunctional Mm -hmm. family, so I really don't doubt it. Right. His parents did divorce, thankfully, and his mother ended up marrying a man that was in prison, and they just had a phone relationship. But he was in prison for rape and murder. Wild. They were married for 12 years before they got divorced. How do you just be like, you know what I want to do? I want to marry a man who's in prison. You know, there's a show called Love After Lockup. It's a whole thing. (laughs) 
wild. It's, That's a, just, it's a wild show. You should watch it. I might. I might. So Richard was able to graduate early at 16, and he got a job. At this job, he was caught writing a bad check for $350. And his dad had to go to the store and basically beg them not to press charges. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this, his father pushed Richard to join the Navy after everything that happened. Because he believed that Richard needed structure and he needed, like, a purpose. Because clearly this isn't working. So let's go to the Navy. Yeah, essentially. So he did. He served as a sonar tech. And he received a good conduct medal, and after eight years, he was honorably discharged. Oh. So, but during his time in the Navy, some things happened. Were they bad things? Well, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. In January 1987, Richard was arrested for exposing himself and masturbating in front of a 15-year-old girl in Orange Park, Florida. Ew. Mm Mm-hmm. He was arrested a month later when Richard's ship had returned to the port. And he entered a plea of no contest and received a three-year probation. The faces I'm just making are mm-hmm. just uncomfortable. I like to know how you can do all this and still leave the Navy on good terms. Right? Yeah. When he was in the Navy, he also married Bonnie Lou Gower in 1988. Richard was 25. Bonnie Lou was 17. Ew. Mm-hmm. Richard knew Bonnie because she was the neighbor growing up, um, and she was just friends with one of his younger sisters. They met when she was in sixth grade, and she had always had a crush on Richard. She needs to reevaluate herself. I'm not going to give Bonnie Lou a hard time, because how many people have had friends on, like, their friend's older brothers or something? I guess so. You know what I mean? But I feel like he took advantage of the situation. There's a difference between a harmless crush of a young girl with somebody a couple years older versus like a guy knowing that and taking full advantage and grooming her yeah (laughs) don't do that don't do that so anyway he married bonnie lou and from the outside looking in it seemed like the navy worked out for him richard was described as being very articulate he was a good speaker he was fun to be around very confident very arrogant he also had a problem with authority that, they all? that the Navy just couldn't seem to shake out of him. Uh, and while in the Navy, him and Bonnie Lou, they lived in Ca- uh, California and Maine. But once he was discharged, they moved to Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg, Virginia in 1993. I know where that's at. We know that place. So they decided to move here because it was close to Richard's family. Um, and also, I guess Bonnie Lou had a cosmetology license that Virginia would honor so she mm. could work as soon as she moved here, basically. So they lived in apartments for a few years until 1996, where they bought a house. Five months later, Bonnie left Richard for a man that she had met in California, and she wanted to move back to California to be with him. And also her family lived there, too. Oh, okay. So Bonnie had visited California in September for a week, and when she came back, she was packing to basically to prepare to permanently move there in a couple months. So Richard was devastated by this. And according to his mother, he talked about ending his own life. Oh. So in 19, like I said, they got married in 88, um, and the couple divorced in 1996. After the divorce, Richard was able to keep up with the bills and finances on his own. Sorry, he was unable to keep up with the bills on his own. I say, well, good for him. (laughs) We love an independent king. (laughs) No, he wasn't able to keep up with the bills, so he filed for bankruptcy in 1997, 
1999, his home got foreclosed on. And he also had a failed business venture at the same time, so it was all, like, collapsing at the same time. Oh. Later on, investigators talked to Bonnie, and they said that Bonnie left because she kind of grew up during Mm -hmm. this time period of their marriage. She got older, and she realized, in her own words, that Richard was just not like other men. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of shitty. Yeah. And we'll find out a little more why, but Bonnie Lou didn't really go into detail why. She just said, oh, something's not quite right. She knew something. Mm-hmm. So when Bonnie, what Bonnie Lou did not know was during her visit to California, Richard had abducted 16-year-old Sophia Silva on September 9th, 1996. Mm. Sophia was a resident in Spotsylvania County, Virginia, and she had been sitting on her front porch steps doing homework. she had just gotten home from school and she was just minding her own business Sophia was taken quietly and without struggle no one heard or saw anything it was like she just vanished into thin air like he was like I got a puppy in my car you want I'm selling magazines yeah (laughs) her older sister had been in the house while she was taken and she never heard a word oh wow Mm -hmm. the police did not have anything to go off of until six weeks after she was taken and that was when her body was found in a marsh 20 miles away. Jesus. Mm-hmm. She was wrapped in a white cover and her pubic hair had been shaved off. That's a thing. It's a thing. We'll get into. Oh, no. Uh, even though the police now had a body, they still did not have anything. Mm-hmm. No clues, no suspects, nothing. That was until Richard struck again. May 1st, 1997 sisters that were 15 year old Kristen Lisk and 12 year old Katie Lisk they were taken not long after getting off of their buses in Fredericksburg Virginia Mm. their father came home from work and saw Kristen's uh, book bag laying in the front yard but other than that there was no signs of his daughters oh no five days later Kristen and Katie were found in a river 40 miles away from their home just like Sophia their pubic areas had been completely shaved off that's gross. Mm-hmm. Police realized that all three girls were, they could have very well been connected to the same killer because it's same MO, mm-hmm. same evidence. Um, they were all taken without any struggle. They were all shaved. They had been suffocated and dumped in nearby water. Mm-hmm. Uh, DNA found during both investigations matched. So they knew it was the same killer. They just didn't have anything to compare it to to confirm who the killer was. Yeah. After these murders, Richard met Hope Marie Crawley. They met while Richard was having breakfast with his mother and his sister at Aunt Sarah's Pancake House. I've never been there. Me either, but it's Pancake House. It must be good. It's gotta be good. Mm-hmm. Hope was their waiter. Richard had flirted with her, and her his mom and sister kind of took notice and encouraged him to ask her out. Uh, keep in mind, he was 36 years old. Hope was 17. And his mother encouraged him to ask her out. That is disgusting. Gross. So, Aunt Sarah's Pancake House is still in uh, <laughs> still in business. If anybody wants to go, we there. should go field trip. <laughs> Apparently, they serve Virginia's famous corn cakes. I've never had a corn cake. I but- bet it's made with like cornstarch instead of flour or something. We should try it. I wonder if it's like cornbread. 
Yeah, like cornmeal maybe. Not cornstarch, I meant cornmeal. I've lived in Virginia my whole life and I've never had a famous corn cake. Can confirm that we don't know how famous a corn cake is. <laughs> Sorry, not, not to interrupt. <laughs> I was just curious. No, I was just, I was like, okay, I needed to get the I need to get the 411 on Aunt Sarah's pancake house. <laughs> so, when Hope turned 18, she moved in with Richard and they got married in 1999. They moved back to his home in Columbia, South Carolina, and they lived with his sister, Kristen, and they even moved into, like, they moved into his sister's home for a little while. Okay, that's not creepy at all, but Mm -hmm. all right. And Hope had said, we just clicked. There were a lot of things about him that were like me, too. Honey, Honey, you were groomed. Honey, if any girl is in their teenage years... And there's a man who's pushing 40 and you have things in common? That's not a good sign. <laughs> Ugh. That means he's either bullshitting or he's mentally unstable. There's, Pedo. There's something going on there because no man... You should have nothing in common. Yeah. No man in their right mind should be going after anybody Mm-mm. under the age of 18. No. I can't even fathom. When I was like 23... If I, whenever I would see someone who was, like, 19, I'm like, absolutely not. I cannot be, imagine being, like, 40 and be like, oh, look at that teenager. That's what I want. Relatable content, though. Um, <laughs> when I was 17, the guy I was dating was eight years older than me. And you probably thought, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so mature. He likes me. This I, is great. I've learned now that that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And... It's disgusting. But at the time, you're like, oh, I'm special, and he gets me, and I get him, and yeah, I can't speak for you, but in general, that's no, like what it people turn- tend to say. Turns out he was just... A creep. Yeah. <sighs> and if he's listening to this, because we're still kind of required to be friends due to situations, custody, custody laws, um, don't. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Nobody invited you here. You're not invited to the party. You're not invited to Aunt Sarah's pancake house. No. <laughs> Go home. So, anyway, they had so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> and investigators noticed that Richard had quiet periods between 1987 to 1996, and then again from 1997 to 2002. So, which considering how dangerous he was, mm-hmm. it was very shocking for him, for investigators to be like, hey... He can go that long without attacking young girls. It's really strange. So, that led investigators to believe that Richard was being satisfied in these marriages to these very, very young girls. That it was, like, keeping him satisfied enough at home so he didn't go out looking for it looking for it because he married 17 18 year old girls Ugh. so that's what they believe that he got married and then kind of prolonged some of his Mm -hmm. habits which is gross it is gross so hope said that richard would want them to uh shave each other in the nether yeah that's (laughs) a weird thing well he likes them young yeah. So, pubic hair, historically... It's a sign of a woman, not a girl. It's a sign of a woman, and he likes them really young. 
So it's gross. That's just what they did. I need mm. to stop making these gagging sounds. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> uh, so Richard also liked to dress her like a very young girl. And he would bound her and he would play some type of like quote unquote daddy role. Ew. Yeah. And he, his thing was that he would like to break into the apartment and act like he was raping her. That's gross. Mm-hmm. So, Hope admitted that she was young and she was inexperienced, uh, but also she just didn't, she didn't know any better, so she didn't know that this was, like, outside of, like, the norm of what married men like. Yeah. Like, she didn't know. She got married at 18. Um, so she said their sex life considered also this is what she said but at the same time Mm -hmm. she's pretty well groomed she said their sex life was in no way extreme and people do those things all the time do they though no no see people can role play they can do all these things when your spouse is asking you to dress like a child you should draw a line and pretend to rape you you should draw another line Everyone has their own things, but to me, that doesn't sound great. It doesn't, no. Sounds, because it could be suspicious behavior. So the problem was that when he would get these 18-year-old wives, they would get older, and they would get more womanly. Mm -hmm. But he did not like that. So he wouldn't find them attractive anymore. And when they would get older, he would try to dress them younger, but at some point, that just didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you just don't look like a teenager grow up um so when that would happen he kind of would start looking elsewhere so either the wives would leave like the first wife left them Mm -hmm. this other wife i think he just kind of went behind her back when she started getting too old for him gross and that's when he found these young girls so then we get to kara our badass little kara we love her richard struck again because his wife was out of town, so he had the apartment to himself. So, Kara was right. There was a woman that lived there. That's where that red hair comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm. Supposedly, on his way to Florida, he was freaking out. He called his sister, and she said that he confessed to committing more murders than he could ever remember. Oh, my God. He didn't tell her a lot of the details regarding those murders, but from what he said to police, well, from what he said, police believe he was re- not referring to the three girls he killed. So there were more. There was probably more. They just don't know oh. anything. So no one really knows how many victims are Ugh. connected. Um, there are some that believe that he could have been the Route 29 stalker. Oh. I'm going to apologize. I know some people say Route. I say Route. You know, I'm not here to judge. I know it's probably wrong. What do you say? I guess it depends. I say like Route 29. It's like caramel Route and 20. caramel. I just how you know. It comes I notice out. sometimes for me it's different too for caramel and caramel. Sometimes it's spelled differently. Like it's C A R M. Is it or Kara Mel? Kara Mel. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this. He could be the Route Twenty Nine stalker, or at least involved in some of the unsolved murders that are connected to the route 29 stalker Mm -hmm. i did not ever hear the route 29 stalker this is actually my first time hearing about the route 29 stalker and i know where route 29 is yeah so for anyone who does not know which is most people 
the Route 29 stalker refers to an unusually high number of missing women from 1996 to 2014 along the Virginia Route 29 corridor that goes up from Manassas, Virginia to Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, no one knows if all those crimes were from one killer or from multiple killers. But there's been a very large spike of missing women and people have wondered if he's connected to some of them because that's around the same area mm-hmm. that his other victims were so very well possible so in case you're wondering kara is living laughing loving thriving oh good kara is now known as kara robinson chamberlain she married joseph chamberlain and they now have two ch- two children and they seem to be very happy and doing well God, I'm glad she's thriving. Yes, Kara is a keynote speaker, and she's on TikTok, she's on social media, and she tells her survival story, and she gives tips on, like, escaping, mm-hmm. and she just really tells her story. She's out here being a badass. Yes. Her IG bio even says, yes, I survived a serial killer, but I'm more than that. I'm a woman on a mission to heal myself and others by showing up in authenticity and vulnerability. I love her. So Kara's, we stand. We stand her. Richard, not so much. No. He got so, what he got. And he got he, what he got. He deserves what he got. He, de- he deserves what he done got get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, ma'am. I wish he would have went to trial, though. Yeah, that would have probably made a really good trial. Although I do love that he was attacked by a canine. I'm glad that he didn't pull that gun on the dog because... Oh, I would have revolted. The rage I would have thrown. Yes. Because you should never hurt a good boy. No good boy. He's doing a good boy job. You don't hurt the good boys. You don't hurt the good boys. So, yeah, that was today's story. Thank you for telling it. I do my best. I try. So, everyone, remember to follow us on all the socials. We got a link tree. Link tree in all the places. All of our handles are in our show note descriptions and all the things. If you follow us on Instagram, you can see case pictures. You can submit us your cases that you want us to cover. You can tell us how much you love us. Yes. I need the validation. <laughs> if not, I'll cry. <laughs> but on that note, we will see you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.